Hello and welcome to Talking Bottom. This is the Series 3 Roundup, where we take a look back at Series 3. I'm Paul Tanter. I'm Matt Brooks. And I'm Ange Johnson. And James Wright on Twitter says, You guys remind me of a line in Jurassic Park 3, which is, You like dinosaurs a lot more before they try to kill you. What did the third series do to you guys? Oh, that's uh, quite niche. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think we knew we were going to split the room with Series 3. We always acknowledged from the top that it was probably our least favourite in Maine because one and two are so damn near perfect mm. but that doesn't mean we don't have a lot of love for Series 3 too. really strongly reiterate that we do not hate Series 3 yeah. we yeah it's just which one of these three do you like the most yeah. which one do you like yeah. the second most mm. and then the third it's just unfortunately choose is... choose your favourite child yeah <laughs> There'll always be one that you find is weaker. And, but but you, you have to justify it. And we're sitting down looking at bottom episode by episode and mm. actually forcing ourselves to look at what might be the weaker point, having to query those things. And we've done that with one and two as well. It yeah. just happens that we actually favour series one and two a little bit more than series three. It's not that we dislike series three. Because this is a celebration of bottom. That's what we set out to do. Mm. It is absolutely our favourite show. Yeah. And we co- wanted to talk about... The completionists in us means we have to do all of it. I mean, there's some ropey uh, live ones later. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With regards to Series 3, I think it starts and ends really strongly with probably some peaks and troughs in between. But for a lot of people, the anarchic nature of Series 3 is their bottom. Absolutely. And we are only giving our opinion. We're not... You know the the people who are in charge of saying yeah, whether yeah. bottom's good or bad. If yeah. your favourite episode is any of the ones in series three that we haven't favoured, that's completely up to your your choice. You know, yeah, you I've... might absolutely hate some episodes that we love. Yeah, and these are just our opinions. Just because we record them and put them on the internet doesn't make ours more valid or correct than anyone else's. Absolutely, it's not like almost like we've elevated ourselves as the authority on bottom because of us having a podcast. But we're not. We are free cunts with free. <laughs> Two and a half working microphones, if if we're honest. Yeah, we're three fans of the show as well as cunts. You may disagree with us and obviously you can't jump into this conversation and disagree with us live. So it must be quite maddening to hear us talk about a show that they absolutely love, one of the episodes, not be able to reply straight away. So I completely get it. And I actually felt quite sad that we might have upset some people Mm. because Bottom is our favourite show. If our chats here get people talking about the show and thinking about it in new ways, then that's Mm. great. And I'm happy that we're getting people talking about it. And we've opened the conversation. And that's a lovely thing to have. Like, what is it? Like nearly 30 years since the first series of Bottom (laughs) Ed. You know, we're still talking about it and having a chance to sort of put forward arguments for which is the better series. I've got more love for the Halloween episode now, I think. Yeah, we went I have to say, more. since going back through and watching them and having to look at them with a yeah. bit more affection and also analysing them, it, it does make you appreciate different bits that you hadn't yet, like mm. maybe not noticed on watches from what, yeah. a good, good 10 years probably since yeah. I sat and really watched Series 3, to be honest. And Finger, I just remembered as Eddie in a dress for the whole thing, but there's loads of great moments yeah. in it. Loads, absolutely yeah. loads. And I tell you what, the thing that made me feel the most guilty about slagging off, inverted commas, episodes of Bottom, but the Halloween one was the first one we started complaining about the show, I think. Mm. And then seeing all of the photos of people dressed up, and there was like pictures of dads and their kids dressed yeah. up as um, this uh, banana, like with Richie as a little kid devil thing. I just get really choked up and think, oh, he's passing his l- absolute love of this show to the kids who were too young for it anyway. And, like, and seeing pictures of dogs dressed up as... Uh, <laughs> and that was a really good one. And genuinely, it's like, who the fuck am I to 
talk about this stuff in a negative light and people mm. love it this much. Just felt, yeah, a little bit guilty. Yeah. Well, and, we, and we love it. We've just been forced to have a look yeah. at it in a different way from what you would do when you just sit and watch it and love love the show and love Rick and Aid's performances. And there's there's positives in every single episode at bottom. We aren't saying any of it yeah. is bad. It's just that there are weaker moments. I think, look, we have gone on, we've started this episode as well all negative and we keep going oh it's all negative it's like well no we've been pretty balanced i think we've had said loads of good things as well so you know let's, I let's think, try and not lose any more fans i think we approach series three in the same way we approach one and two which is we try to look at it relatively critically slightly academically but still with the eye of fans who grew up watching and loving the show joe scott on twitter says that some of the best criticism to read is people discussing something they love that isn't quite doing itself justice at that point which i think is a good way of looking at it absolutely i would agree it's i think i said in one of the episodes it's just that you know rick and aid can do better than some of the things that they come up with better than that but who are we to say that you know they came up with the most incredible sitcom idea they've honed their craft over years and years and Hmm. they're, they're absolutely untouchable we may disagree with some of their choices but by the time you get to a third series, one of the greatest shows ever written, mm. you're going to be struggling for some ideas. You might yeah. repeat some stuff. Milsey on Twitter thinks the first three episodes of series three are better than the last, whereas I would disagree and say that episodes two and three are not that good. The comedy connoisseur thought that we were harsh about Terror and Break, but then also says that they prefer the first series over the third series. Mm. Um, and they thank us for expanding their bottom knowledge. <laughs> we had an email saying that Matt overanalyzes things. Matt, yeah. have you managed to uh, analyze this email yet? <laughs> I've been losing sleep over it. I don't know why they uh, felt the need to... So regarding Hole, Fallout in 3 is their name, emails to say that Hole had the only CGI shot in all of Bottom apart from the bus shot in Gas. They say when the Ferris wheel moves, that appears to be a blue or green screen shot. And now when you re-look at it, it does actually look a bit different. And so having thought about it, I'm wondering if the actual mechanism of the Ferris wheel couldn't move. Mm. And so in order to give it the appearance of movement, they've moved moved the background and the camera, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, that's an extremely... Nerdy spot from <laughs> Fallout in three. In break, Paul Jakes uh, tweeted us to say he rewatched the episode and he had also previously never seen the coconut husks, the Monopoly money, and Eddie coming home through the bookshelf. So they may have been additions in a sort of slightly extended cut that iTunes had. Do you remember Such we talked an about odd that? Odd thing with the <laughs> extra thirty seconds of silent credits and stuff as well i've not watched that version on yeah. so why would that have happened it's clearly a mistake regarding terror several people agreed that child actors were terrible although there were many people vociferously defending this episode See, what i think with a child actor thing is going deep down to it i'm jealous they oh, were really? a child and got to be in bottom when i was a child and wanted to be a bottom. There's a little bit of that, but they definitely are lacking in, <laughs> in ability. Some, but they're kids, aren't they? So you I, know, I think it's a fair but thing to say that they kids. don't deliver those lines well. John actors don't just bring children in. Child actors. They, they were. Should, but, meant to, but they weren't. They were child bad actors. You meant to get good ones. Things were different in the nineties. They were not that different. What about that kid in Wolf? He was the good. Be- was the he? first thing I could think of. Have you 90s. watched that recently? No. No, the, I bet if you go back... That was uh, remade, wasn't it? They they rebooted it, remade it. It was exactly the same story, with a different dog, different kid. 
The best that can probably be said about the kids in Bottom is that they weren't quite as bad as the kids who played the young Jedis in the third Star Wars prequel. <laughs> they died at least. But as you guys said, the amount of Halloween banana and devil costume pictures that we had sent to us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, that really did show the amount of love for at least the costumes in the episode. Yeah, I mean, well, for Halloween, if you're a fan of the show and you want to dress up, then they're an obvious choice. I don't they? think you could go anywhere dressed up as those two and not have someone's face light up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great, you know. I don't think everyone would recognise it, but someone would recognise it everywhere. Regarding Finger, Matthew Harker emailed to theorise that it's called Finger because when cricket umpires declare you out, they raise their finger and Eddie mimics this at the start of the episode. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, okay. I would... would, uh... I would accept that as a potential thing. It's a cricket episode. I'm I'm not up on... (laughs) I personally think it's more likely to do with the wedding band reference, the wedding finger reference. It's it's also the, you know, double entendre of putting your finger at your bottom. Uh, In the episode whole, as well as a joke that none of us got, uh, all three of us, comedy fans and adults, didn't get back in a jiffy. and, And then we were inundated with... Well, maybe like five people <laughs> saying it's uh, Jiffy is a brand of condom. He is saying, I'm off and I'll be back wearing a condom. Yes, and Which that absolutely so makes sense yeah. now. But as a Christian, I'm glad that I didn't know what Jiffy was. <laughs> but it's was. like a budget <laughs> brand of condom, right? Well, I think. It's when, not like Durex. God, was... how budget do you want to go? <laughs> when people reminded us of this, I realised I had heard of the brand, but obviously in the 90s, I was too much of just a sad, lonely virgin to ever actually need them or use them. Do you never yeah. have a posh wank? <laughs> <laughs> not in a jiffy. That's definitely the first time I wore a condom was alone. Well, oh. my friend was there, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, I had no idea. It was just Jiffy is like a parcel bag for me. Yeah, yeah. It? But it's Jiffy like with Jaffy, an I. Jaffy, like Jaffa cake or something. So I was thinking weird things like that. But yeah, yeah. it's J-I-F-F-I, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's not a Y, y on the end. I, yeah. okay. So as you say, several people tweeted us pictures of Jiffy condoms, thankfully unused ones. Um, <laughs> and on a similar theme, Andy McAfee says that we need an emergency 50-year-old on standby to explain the 90s references that we don't get. I think that stems mainly from the Jiffy thing. Now, 50? My, although my knowledge of the Labour Party in 1995 is slightly lacking too because someone emailed to say that Tony Blair was the MP for Sedgefield, not Sunderland, apologies, and that he took over from... Is that what Tony Blair is most known for? <laughs> no, I, th- I think he was better known for his uh, early guitar Warcraft. career, right? Yeah. She's not, yeah. she's not. Yeah. Um, Although, in my defence, Eddie thought that he was a woman, so, you know, I wasn't the only one making some slight mistakes about <laughs> Tony Blair in 1995, and I was only 15 at the time. Yeah, well, we're all, we're all learning, aren't we? That's the point of yeah. this roundup, is to look back on things that we might have got a bit wrong, because, you know, again, we're not the Oracle. We don't yeah. know everything about bottom. We've been exploring it throughout this podcast, yeah. I'll so tell you appreciate what, someone, being corrected. Yeah, someone pointed out Someone that I fucking hate is when I hear someone misquote something, hear something slightly wrong, and then hearing like we get a few things wrong in the quiz and stuff, and like, mm. oh no, what? That's gone out now. Yeah, it's too late yeah. to fix. It's, ugh, I can't. What did we get wrong in the quiz? I don't know. It's not worth know. thinking about. In Carnival, we wondered if there had ever been any other humorous riots. Gemma Broad on. on Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's not a, right. I don't other ones. That's not a real one. So, <laughs> yeah. Gemma Broad on Facebook mentions Only Fools and Horses. There's one in Only Fools and Horses. Oh yeah, where he parts them like the sea, right? I it's Girl so. Boy. Yeah, oh. went through. Where they come running through as Batman and Robin, or is that no, a, that's a different one? one. Okay. No, it's when he falls through the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of it, a chandelier comes crashing down on the Nelson Mandela estate. Um, Patrick. Although, on... having said that, in series three, you know how we talked about in terror the name of the what was it, President Umbukanu, Chief Mangasuta Butelezi. Paul learned how to say Kodisak. it right, and and the names of the roads and Mafeking Parade itself. 
the name of it is actually sort of, I think, a little bit of reference to London being named after certain sort of things like that, like Nelson Mandela House. Well, it's m- math, yes. Yeah, because well, called... Mafia King is like a battle of Mafia King that happened in like the this, late 1800s this or something. Is, this is true, but it wasn't until the other day I saw a meme online and it mm-hmm. said Mafia King something, and then someone had replied to it saying, I bloody won't. And I, th- and I realised or thought... Maybe it's supposed to be my fucking, and it's yeah, a play on that. Great. I'd never ever got that before. That never occurred to me at all. I think again, it's maybe just a, it can be interpreted that way if you want it yeah. to be. Because Mafeking is a place, I think, in South Africa. I, I think so. Yeah, it was a big kind of hoo-ha there, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, and that that would be why it's named after that, like that area of London that they're making up in Hammersmith. If I lo- don't know if there are these names. I doubt there are. If loads of people London. died uh, in whatever happened at Mafeking, we apologise for calling it a big hoo-ha. We're not, <laughs> we're not in any way trying to denigrate their deaths. Point being, I think that similarity between, like, say, Nelson Mandela House, etc., yeah. is what Rick and Ada are doing in the names of yeah. roads yeah, I thought in, that. in Hammersmith. Also relating to that episode, Patrick on Twitter thinks that Richie and Eddie discussing the riot as two old ladies is a parody of some post office adverts that were on at the time. Now, he oh. sent a link, and I watched them. They're these ad- animated, but the adverts are literally animated versions of the old Les Dawson and Alec Gilroy sketches, uh, where they would dress up as old ladies and talk about stuff. Which I would absolutely agree is what they're doing. So well, that's probably... of Python. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. yeah. He, he did the old lady thing as Long well. Long history mm. of dressing up like old women in, the, in mm. comedy and playing it for laughs. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that could possibly be what inspired them in the nineties. Perhaps more likely it would be Les Dawson. One of our one of the emails mentioned something which I strongly disagree with. Was in terror. I can't remember who who said this. They said the bit where Eddie and Spunk are smoking was it should be interpreted as that's the actors having a break. Then they get back into character. No, it shouldn't. No, no it shouldn't no. be. No, it's not that. It <laughs> I didn't see my... that. Okay. Yeah, well, I read that. So someone said, oh, I would thought it was this. I'm like, I, oh, I, I, no, oh, I don't think because so. they're talking, they're saying, oh, why does he shit himself? It's a deep subconscious desire to amuse that in some way they're talking about Rick Mail in that and not Richie. Right, yeah, but I, don't, I disagree that that would be them yeah, breaking character. Yeah. Have they ever done that before? Have they. I mean, they kind of do it in the young ones, where yeah. Alexi sounds saying none of them like me. I think they've been clever with in-jokes, such as having the producer as the person wanting a tip and Rick saying, yeah. you earn more than me. But that yeah. feels like a really cool in-joke for mm. them, rather yeah. than a nod and a wink to the audience. It's yeah, because it works within Richie saying that to the guy bringing yeah. his bags up to the room. But it's not like they did a, a yeah. filthy Rich and Cat flap with him turning to the camera and going, and he's the producer, right? Right, viewers or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I disagree that they're breaking character there. And Chris on Twitter reckons the Aswad gag is because the guy from Aswad was fat. <laughs> was he? I don't know. I don't I know. I looked up a picture of Aswad. Um, it's because he's they got the word ass look, in it. They don't look like they're in any okay. overweight. No. How dare you accuse him of being overweight? I don't know. I looked up a picture. I'm pretty sure they... They were all quite slender. But yeah. the whole point is that he's thrown, they've thrown the whole band, Aswad, and there's like six yeah. members, right? Aswad's not As one person. A single unit. I like that. Just, yeah. 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 They've so thrown S Club 7 through it. It's like, yeah, mm. it would be the equivalent of that. But, well, I don't know. Were Aswad as bad as S Club 7 were? They can be apples and shit apples. <laughs> it could be, I mean, I suppose it would be a bit like they've thrown One Direction through it or something like that, wouldn't it? Looking at emails, Ian Page emailed to recommend a rewatch of Rising Damp as he think Rick emulates Leonard Roster's performance as mm. Rigsby. He does mimic Rigsby and Finger and also in a live show. But yeah, I think you talked about this before, Angela. I think if I haven't said it on the podcast, I might have said it between us. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm a big fan of Rising Damp. I would absolutely say Rick that he's it, yeah. another influence on Rick. I mean, it, 
again, like it's kind of obvious in a lot of just Rick's performances in the mm. same way as it is with Harold from Steptoe and Son. I wouldn't say it's as obvious. Richie and Rigsby aren't too dissimilar in terms of characters, are they? I would, you know, they're both living in sort of relative squalor. They both think they're better than they are. The only difference between the two of them is that Richie doesn't own the building that he's in, whereas whereas <laughs> mm. Rigsby does. That, that height, get... There's heightened reality and stuff in bottom, though, isn't there? Yeah. So it's, and the bringing in of serious, but the bringing in of a it... landlord that bursts in and <laughs> yeah. is, is unwanted. Their presence yeah. is unwanted. Is definitely, you know, it's the parallel there, isn't there, between Rising Damp and Bottom. I've seen episodes of Rising Down before where Rigsby is usually in his what we would call his usual costume mm. and then when he's got a, ch- a sniff of a date with a woman on comes the smoking mm. jacket or that oh, kind of thing and some kind of fancy cocktail because he thinks he's living in high society oh, now. Yeah, absolutely, same class comparisons isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. He's, yeah. he's not in any way middle class or upper middle class but in trying to impress a lady he wants yeah. to create that impression so how can he do that other than like changing his costume and acting like he isn't the working class racist <laughs> scumbag that he is you can uh, see Richie <laughs> as a landlord like, I looking think. back can on you? him now I've got a lot of affection for Brigsby but there's definitely flaws do you think Richie would have made a good landlord uh, I think well no he wouldn't make a good landlord but for the character I feel that's a job he could have done because he kind of is Eddie's landlord sort of yeah. you know mm. it's definitely that's a very not working job to have as something that would free him up for adventures and stuff but have a bit of authority on people I feel that's something they definitely could have done with the character you know yeah Richie definitely is Eddie's landlord isn't he because he tries to throw him out doesn't he and and Eddie's clearly not paying rent yeah even though he's owing it that's stapling sitcoms isn't it someone living rent free there's definitely some similarities throughout sitcoms of people owing people money it happens in Peep Show with Mark and Jeremy Jeremy never pays his rent to Mark, does he? But you know. and behaving badly, no one I think of. Well, yeah, they just you think Gary probably thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he finds out he's got thirty-three thousand pound in his bank account. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's it's that being trapped with someone, isn't it? You know. And whenever you see it in UK sitcoms, it's there's an air of sort of desperation about it. Whereas the one time I can remember seeing it in an American sitcom is in Friends, where Joey owes Chana loads of money for rent, but there's never any kind of desperation or it's sadness about over it. His head, isn't it. Martin Wiley asks, why does Eddie? have more success than Richie with women confidence I would say um, alcohol <laughs> the confidence that comes from alcohol yeah. Yeah. yeah I suppose so it just seems like Eddie does know how to have fun and Richie doesn't and Richie's he? only got a quarter of an inch <laughs> yeah. whereas Eddie is Chopper Hitler that Eddie Eiffel Tower fun. impression yeah. probably does win out, like much like the dick pic does now I think <laughs> you know that that was Eddie's version of the dick pic yeah we have seen Eddie with a bird singular but all the other times it's yeah. just hearsay, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I think... Well, it's... that was one of the things we picked up in Series 3, isn't it? When it when apparently he's a virgin. Mm. When the devil's coming, it, you know. Yeah, where his virginity has grown back, yeah. Yeah, and so you don't quite understand there. But again, like, you know, it's a cartoon. Like, you can't take one episode as sort of gospel yeah. and the next one might change the it's story. It's a different you know? time where, like, you just catch it. It was just on and people didn't worry about the continuity of things. An episode, a lot of people would just catch an episode and wouldn't have seen them all. So they did not care. Yeah, they, they did not think to. that in 30 years time, three no, dickheads no, would be no, no. <laughs> nitpicking about certain points in the plot, but, you know? But I do have to say the uh, the virgin thing in in Terror annoyed me when I first saw it. That one, it's because yeah. it's within the same episode, the hedgehog thing. I mean, I made the point on that episode and thing, but... That's one I just will. People defend that, and it's always just a comedy. So, but yeah, well, you have to talk about these things. Our show isn't just. Well, I, I made a quite a good analogy. I think uh, I'll, I'll pretend it's off the cuff now. Yeah, the show is talking bottom, not kissing ass. Hmm. Or, but we also don't want to be called talking shit about bottom. You know, we really want to hit the middle. 
mm. and uh, talk about bottom warps and all, the bum warts. I'll end on a bit of trivia, which could be fake because I haven't checked. Robert Dunn reckons Susanna Charlton, the weather girl, is the daughter of Bobby Charlton. Well, I could have Googled that and found out whether it was true or not, but I didn't. And finally... <laughs> Finally, after we did several asides talking about Red Dwarf in a couple of episodes, Kelly Denmade, what, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your surname right there, Kelly Denmade wants us to do a Talking Smeg podcast about Red Dwarf. Well, you never know. Never say never. We've got some other things we want to talk about first, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I love Red Dwarf, but there are other podcasts out there already yeah. looking at Red Dwarf. And I think there it's is a huge commitment two, to yeah. look at every yeah. single episode. Maybe you do a series by series. Right. I would put Peep Show, Alan Partridge, Red Dwarf, Father Ted, Black Adder, you know. I love all those sitcoms as well. Mm. Bottoms just comes out on top. EastEnders. Talking EastEnders. <laughs> How about that? That's got some <laughs> crossovers from Bottom. <laughs> episode by episode, start from the beginning. This has been our Series 3 roundup. Our next series is going to be comprised of the live shows and Guesthouse Paradiso. We're doing them in the order that they came out. So as far as I'm aware, it's number 2, 3, the film, 4 and 5. And then after that, probably something on The Young Ones, something on Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, maybe something on Blackadder. A comic strip. A comic strip one. And then... Then who knows? Well, one thing I do know is once we've done all the live shows, we'll be getting tweets saying, oh, you can do the live shows, but then we can give them a link. There you are, you can. <laughs> Please stop asking us. It's kind of an in-joke with us and stuff. And It's always lovely that people want to hear stuff that we've done, but it's just annoying that from the first opening sentence, I think, we said, we're going to do every single thing at bottom ever. Then like, oh, are you going to do that? Yeah, of course. I of think, course we are. I think people now do it as a joke when they Fuck ask Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Matt. Stop overanalyzing everyone's yeah. tweets and emails. Yeah, you're so intense. And one thing I do want to say, though, when we look at every little thing and think about what would happen and why this is happening and overanalyzing it. And you could sort of say we're milking the fun out of it. But I, I think we're putting more fun into it. I think it's, we can find funny moments that were kind of in the subtext and just think just because something doesn't make sense and it's silly doesn't mean it's shit at all. There's yeah. so many bits in it why I think, look at that, that's stupid, but I'm like laughing when I'm thinking about it. Well, that's why they're writing a lot of it, isn't it? To make you laugh at the absurdity yeah. of it. And having a look at it again with a different eye rather than just flatly enjoying it for what it is. It does bring a different amount of enjoyment. Sometimes it ruins certain moments for you because, you know, if you've ever done a bloody essay at school or whatever yeah. about yeah. bloody Shakespeare, that's why people hate going to see Shakespeare because they hate having to go over what they really went through at school. But, you know, bottom is always going to be something that we love and we love to talk about, open the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I just wanted to say was to thank ComedyToWatch.com for making Talking Bottom their link of the week. That was really nice, quite flattering to see that someone had had a listen and wanted to nice. give us a little bit of a... Yeah, we, you know, we appreciate everyone emailing in, tweeting, Facebook messaging us, etc., um, people on Instagram don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Uh, they get the quiz wrong every week. Um, no, but we, we appreciate everyone's comments. We obviously would prefer the positive to the negative, but we take them all on board and we won't take them personally, will we, Matt? <laughs> um, the mugs were good, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very glad to say we're, uh, we're all drinking our coffee from our Talking Bottom mugs, which Clemware very generously made for us, limited edition ones. They're not for sale, so they won't sell you those, but they will sell you some other great Bottom-related mugs. Yeah, they're fab. All, all the... Um artwork on them are really really fun yeah. yeah we're not sponsored by them or anything genuinely yeah good yeah. go buy some tat <laughs> see you next time yeah thanks right. for listening bye bye